0: Hello, you're very welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from OnShot.net. Episode 44. Trademark. The title of Teacher. I'm not sure if many of you check your spam folder very often, but if you do... In the midst of all those letters and emails offering you $1 million if you provide some prints with your bank details and the promise of a long-term relationship with some Russian woman who's had her eye on you for quite some time, you may, particularly if you've run your school website, have received emails along the lines of someone saying they've been browsing your site and couldn't help but notice that your SEO isn't as strong as it could be, and you could be missing out on thousands of sales per month. Usually it comes from the most American sounding name that would be worthy of any 1970s news anchorman like Chip Delahunty or Judd Zindler. And the email address contains letters from the Cyrillic alphabet. And while these kinds of emails fall into your spam folder, sometimes you will get a parent or a local guy just out of college who might come up to you and tell you they've just completed a course in SEO and they'd be happy to design your website for you. I imagine there's a web development company somewhere that cringes every time they meet people like that. All lovely, enthusiastic, but basically their only qualification is doing a 10-hour course on Skillshare or Teachable or something like that. And I, I actually think of the actual expert in the same way as I sometimes do when I hear somebody who isn't a teacher calling themselves a teacher. Welcome to one of my less serious If I Were the Minister for Education episodes where I would trademark the title of teacher. Hello, hello, you're very welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education. My name is Simon Lewis. Look, before I even start this episode, if this is the first time you've ever listened to my podcast, this episode is a really bad place to start. Because Generally, I try and tackle issues that are actually important and, you know, things that I believe would make a genuine difference to our education system. Things like, you know, church-state separation, saving small schools from closure and things like that. And sometimes I even try to be helpful and I create episodes where I give advice on using technology in schools or tips on areas of the primary school curriculum. This episode is neither helpful nor is it serious. It's a mild whinge at best and in reality it's probably just a little bit of a break for me um, from all the madness uh, with COVID-19 I'm recording this in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic for those of you who are listening to this in the future Um, look I hope you'll take it in the spirit it's meant and I'm really just poking a bit of fun at some people I've met really Um, please don't take it too seriously I'm not really taking it seriously Uh, so just sit back and uh, relax if you want (laughs) and hear me out whinging The word teacher seems to have gone on a bit of a journey. I, I just, um, I suppose, to give you a little bit about my own background. I, I come from a Jewish background. Uh, that's I, the religion I was raised in. And I went to the only Jewish school in Ireland, all the way from junior infants, all the way up to my Leaving Cert. Now, I imagine most people listening to this didn't have that experience and probably went to a Catholic or a Church of Ireland school where your class teacher also taught you religion. Um, In the Jewish school, um, our day was divided into two two parts. The religious indoctrination classes, kind of similar to your Alivo or Grow in Love. Um, They weren't obviously called religious indoctrination classes. Um, I'm calling them that. And secular education. And they were absolutely and completely separate. I started my day of school at 8.30 in the morning uh, with 20 minutes of prayers and then an hour or so of Hebrew and Bible study. And then... The secular day started at around 10 o'clock and there wasn't a mention of Judaism from my secular day. Um, And my teacher from my secular part of the day was never Jewish. And the teacher for the religious part was always Jewish. And because Ireland is not a watch with Irish qualified Jewish teachers, it was generally some Israeli student who has just finished his national duty in the army or was the rabbi uh, in the community. Now, I remember a few of them a few of these teachers the um or you know, so-called teachers anyway and generally the ones who would have um I would say would have received me ha in their dip if they did it. Um, there were more of them than good ones. But to be fair, most of them were just kids themselves, sent over to a small country they'd probably hardly ever heard of after going through probably a traumatic experience of being in an army where violence was just part of their every day. No wonder I barely have a word of Hebrew after 14 years of having to learn it. And some of you think Gwailga is bad. I can remember the odd word, and I'll happily uh, be able to read a page of Hebrew, but I actually won't have a breeze of what I'm actually saying. I know I'm going off topic with this, and I'm starting to sound like an old man with stories that go nowhere, but I have to fill in this half hour every week, and seeing as this isn't a very serious episode, you may as well listen to me giving theories about stuff I know absolutely nothing about without any basis. Some of you uh, some of you might say I do that anyway, um, but... Um, yeah, well, <laughs> you're probably right. I, I, I find it kind of interesting when I hear people say that after 14 years of learning Irish, uh, just going back on this, uh, that they live, they leave school not knowing a word of it, and then they generally blame rubbish teaching. And to be honest, I had that same feeling when I left school. I deliberately did uh, Pass Irish in my Leaving Cert because I had no intention of using the language ever again after I did my Leaving Cert. And without sounding uh, like a Monty Python sketch, I didn't want to be a primary teacher anyway. I wanted to be... No, I didn't want to be a lumberjack. I wanted to be a computer programmer and a psychologist at the same time, which which kind of in hindsight was a stupid idea, but somehow UCD um, actually had a degree in maths, computers and psychologies in in a general science BSc, so I did that. now, I remember finishing my second paper in Irish, uh, in my Leaving Cert. I've had very vague memories of my Leaving Cert apart from the trauma uh, that I sometimes, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night going, oh my gosh, I'm doing my Leaving Cert. But apart from that, my only other memory of the Leaving Cert was walking out of the uh, second paper of the Irish exam and walking out of the hall and punching the air and shouting, yes, I never have to speak Irish ever again. And um, then I failed my first year in UCD and all the psychology places were taken. And when I got my computer science degree, um, the dot-com bubble burst. So, um, yeah, the whole idea uh, of, um, of my plans kind of went, went awry. Anyway, where was I? Yes, the whole idea of learning a language for 14 years and not speaking it. So when I trained to become a primary school teacher, five years after uttering a single word of Irish, and very badly at that, I had to relearn the language from scratch in less than a year in order to teach in a mainstream class fully. The funny thing though is, it's all there. It's all there in the head. And sometimes, on the very rare occasion, the same thing happens to me with Hebrew. And I can remember certain words and phrases. Um, I also did French for my leaving certain Spanish for transitioning uh, transition year. I'm not even good at languages, but I can definitely still speak a lot more about those languages than I can Hebrew. Um, despite only spending six months uh, learning Spanish and some would even argue (laughs) Irish only joking (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm perfectly fluent Anyway, I have no idea where I'm going with this little anecdote and I'm not sure it even had a point but back to those poor ex-soldiers with their post-traumatic stress that were charged with looking after a bunch of small Irish-Jewish kids Note, I didn't use the word teacher in that last sentence the only time I ever had what could be called a teacher for my indoctrination lessons was when we had the rabbi. And even me saying that is a fairly loose definition of the word teacher. Despite the fact that I claimed that I don't speak a word of Hebrew, I do remember that the English translation of the Hebrew word rabbi or reb is teacher. And I guess maybe that's the root of why the word teacher is so misused these days that anybody who does anything for a living seems to feel that they can call themselves a teacher. For me, a teacher is someone who's done a qualification in teaching and has studied theories of pedagogy. Um, And to me, it isn't someone who's kind of, and I'm not being disparaging anyway, you know, as I said, this is sort of a spoofy episode. It's not someone who's kind of run a florist for a while and then gives courses in flower arranging. It isn't a novelist who gives writer's workshops. It isn't a painter who gives eight-week painting courses uh, on watercolours in their local community centre. You know, I know know I'm sounding like an idiot when I say that. So what if somebody calls themselves a teacher and isn't actually qualified as one? You know, really, what does it matter? And it doesn't really matter. But I guess the only time it does annoy me (laughs) is when these people start giving me advice on teaching (laughs) and even then that's not even that annoying it's probably as annoying as any person who doesn't consider themselves a teacher telling me things about education that they've read i know in the daily mail you know the kinds of people that say screen time's such a scrouge on children and they shouldn't be using so much of it in schools or it's so important for children to learn their tables off by heart it's the only way the only way to do it it kind of reminds me of people that stand on street corners telling me that I should repent my sins to Jesus. I'm always kind of tempted to go up to them and tell them they're wrong, but I know we'll never agree and it just ends up being even more frustrating. And that's how I feel when people tell me bad theories about pedagogy. And I think maybe when they add a line like, sure, you know, I'm a teacher, as a teacher myself, it makes it really, really hard to resist the temptation to shout it. no, you're wrong! You're not even a bloody teacher! But because I'm an adult and really they don't mean any harm, you kind of just nod and go, hmm, hmm. A lot, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's probably just the same for qualified anyone's. You know, qualified counsellors, coaches, who've worked for years with several degrees and masters to earn their title. And then some person does a weekend course in something or other and ends up setting up a business offering life coaching. I mean, funnily enough, I can actually legitimately call myself a counsellor because I did a course in emotional intelligence. It was an eight week course. And I, but the thing is, I think I have enough wisdom to know to never refer to myself as a counsellor. I think maybe that's the difference. Look, <laughs> as I said, it isn't a serious episode. I think it's probably the fifth time I've said this. Uh, I'm, I, I suppose that I, I protest too much possibly. And I know enough uh, to know that things like this don't really matter. But granted, it is a little bit annoying when people who clearly are not teachers think they are the same as qualified school teachers and they feel they can tell me about pedagogy based on their experience and mainly their feelings and their belief that they are a teacher just like me. Am I allowed to be a bit petty? I think I am, why not? However, the other mild annoyance is when people bunch together primary and secondary school teachers. And maybe I'm getting a bit serious now. You can disregard the the last 11 and a half minutes. Do you ever notice how people bunch primary and secondary school teachers together? Oh, teachers, this. And and it's usually, to be honest with you, and this is, (laughs) it's usually when they say things like, sure, I don't know how you fill in those three months of summer holidays you have every year. And you find yourself biting your lip not, you know, basically, not to shut it. It's two months because two months is kind of a long time. Holidays, uh, and also you have to explain that of those two months, I only really get two weeks of them. And by the time I've explained that, all you know, they, they they've kind of walked off and spoken to somebody else. But even um, on more pedagogical, but even on more pedagogical things, um, we're always thrown together, primary and secondary schools, and it's really kind of annoying in a way. Well, the jobs might have a bit in common. In general, it's kind of like comparing doctors and nurses or guardie to army officers. I mean, the jobs have similarities, but the roles are very, very different. Journalists and radio presenters are great at doing this. I are always putting us together. I, I often hear items where something related to primary education is in the news and they bring in a secondary school teacher to discuss it. And no offence to secondary school teachers out there. And I imagine the feeling's mutual. But we know very little about the intrinsicities of each other's jobs Primary school pedagogy and its focus Is completely different to second level In fact if I hear one more Secondary school teacher on a radio show Saying that the only way to learn your tables Is off by heart Oh wait, wait, I'm a fully grown adult I should just nod And say hmm, mm. Perhaps anyway The word teacher has been taken By the masses and that it's it's been bastardised basically into meaning nothing at all anymore. Just like coach and counsellor, anyone can call themselves a coach, anyone can call themselves a counsellor, anyone can call themselves, I don't know, (laughs) a teacher. And at third level, if you think about it, they don't call themselves teachers. They're called lecturers. And I never hear anyone describe themselves as a lecturer of watercolours or a lecturer of flower arranging. Teacher seems to have a more fulsome, miss honey-esque feel to it and anyone that explains anything in any way to anyone you know can probably call themselves a teacher and maybe the other thing about teaching is probably something similar to how chefs must feel i mean this is my uh, uh, I, I don't know i'm kind of thinking about other jobs uh, and and how annoyed they might be uh, for the same reasons i imagine lots of people that talk to chefs talk to them about amazing meals they've made themselves and they might even give a few tips to the owl chef uh, about you know flavor combinations like do you know um, asparagus just goes so well with lemon juice and almonds especially if you add a bit of salt now, now not just any salt now you know that maldon salt that's the one and the chef is probably sitting there nodding and going mm-hmm, while secretly shouting his head you don't know what you're talking about basically I I I don't know. I think it's probably to do with the fact that everyone thinks they're a chef because they've cooked a meal or eaten food sometime in their life. And similarly with teaching, I think people might think they know all about teaching because they went to school and learned something at some point. And maybe that's the thing that annoys me more than people who think they're teachers. But again, it doesn't really matter. Just, just, just nod and say, hmm, hmm. Perhaps we need to come up with a new description of our job. This is my project now, if I were the Minister for Education. And despite not being, I know, you know, just, it's probably not matter really. There are people out there that actually do get annoyed about this. I have talked to teachers, um, you know, and they, they, you know, you'd hear these stories the odd time. And look, I don't think anyone really minds that much, but it kind of, when he, when, when it happens, you're like, ah. But um, there are some people that actually do care and they have thought of names to replace the word teacher would you believe it isn't just me messing and there are actually people out there um who have decided no we need to change the word teacher now i've heard um names bandied about like lead facilitator or lead learner but they kind of sound to me like those you know those awful jobs you hear in those big tech companies you know like um You know, I don't know. I mean, in fairness, I secretly love to be called Lead Thought Evangelist in my school. That sounds like a good title. And perhaps we should just be specific about ourselves when somebody asks, what And So, uh, what do you do? And rather than saying I'm a teacher, maybe we should actually say we're a primary school teacher and then do some sort of campaign out there to make it a job where people don't think they could do it too. And, you know, hopefully it wouldn't turn out like those ads the UK used to do. Those who can teach. Which didn't actually work. Um, I'd advise watching those uh, ads. They're quite, they're quite funny, actually. And um, the other thing we could do, of course, and um, is really just to nod when we hear all this stuff and say "Hmm," mm, which is probably the far more sensible thing to do. I would suggest, really. So that's kind of all I have to say. A short uh, episode, maybe just to tie us over for a week where uh, things have been november-y um as a as a november is always a difficult enough month in normal times it is is 19 times as i'm recording this so i thought maybe a not so serious episode might lighten the mood um if that's possible um but uh it's an episode with no conclusion no reason and um probably has been a total waste of your time but while i have you there if you're looking for some advice on your school website uh I read an article about it off the Google and um, I'd be happy to be your SEO expert. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's right. Nod and say, hmm. Mm. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode um, and be sure to tune in every Friday evening at 5.59 for the next installment. Uh, we'll be back to normal uh, next week with... Uh, I suppose, more pressing issues uh, at hand. Um, This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcasting apps uh, by searching for OnShaw's podcast. Um, I would really, really appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast and as a lovely reward for doing so, uh, you'll be able to get my podcast probably on a thursday instead of a friday at five fifty nine, um which is uh gosh we wouldn't want that but even better for uh me would be if you would leave a lovely review and thank you so much to all the people that have done that so far uh, it's lovely to see um the comments people have made and uh, really really nice a uh, little rub of the ego for me and um, but um i appreciate it very very much look that's all i have to say to you we're probably the shortest episode i think i've done um, ever i hope you uh if you have a half an hour commute you uh, spend the next 10 minutes in complete silence getting over that absolutely silly episode that i've just done now um enjoy your day uh, your evening and um i look forward to seeing you again and talking to you then thanks a million bye bye